Paranormal Truth and Reality with host Chris Houston. A show for those with a passion for the paranormal. And now, welcome to the show. Welcome to Paranormal Truth and Reality. I'm your host back on the air for a second episode with The Rebuild here on BBS Radio with Alan Wright. Alan Wright's been on a couple of times with me uh, promoting his books and the new uh, avenues that have come out. And he's actually going to be talking about that a little bit tonight with his newest book, which I've had the privilege to read. I'm not finished with it, though, Alan. Welcome. Thank you, uh, Chris, for having me. Uh, yeah. The- uh, you're on the air is a pretty neat book i think it, it, it it's about the different experiences that i've had uh on radio shows this last year 2018 and uh uh the the you know we think we're on the air but actually the spirits are <laughs> when you're a meeting and they kind of break in and they uh, want to give messages to you know people uh like the host co-host or uh, I've had uh, have them break in and uh, a caller too. Uh, callers on the the shows, uh, I would give them readings and uh, uh, anyway, it's mainly about the spirits, the uh, the book itself. But uh, I had fun writing it. You know, it's unique that you say that. Um, before I uh, was here with Donald, I had another radio show, same thing, Paranormal Truth and Reality, and about three episodes out. I was on with an individual, and I won't mention his name, but he is going to be on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before the end of next month, I do believe. He's very well known. He's been on several TV shows. I had the privilege of him coming on to talk about his experiences, and he's going to come back to enlighten us a little bit more on that. But during that process, um, we actually got a strange voice that came in, which you can hear on the replay. Um, I haven't shared that with Donald. I probably should so he can put it up. But uh, it was very interesting because we were talking about the situations going on. We were talking about how things have changed in his home. But he does know that, you know, there are still spirits and things that follow around. And we were in the middle of that conversation. And I said, so you think that um, some of these spirits or other spirits are still following you around from time to time? They just don't disturb you as much. And we got to. Yes, I am. yeah really i i'm co-host saturdays on a blog talk radio show uh the host is uh uh barbara uh patron i don't know if you've heard of her yeah Yeah, i know barbara yeah she's very good at what she does but uh, we have a show (laughs) and uh, we have call-ins and uh, we give readings and in this one show, a voice came on and said, he's coming, he's coming. And uh, we didn't hear it. The callers did. We didn't hear it. So, you know, that was kind of strange. <laughs> he's coming, he's coming, you know. Uh, we didn't know who was coming, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, um, and I know I had a smaller listener base back then. I don't think we actually heard it when we were talking. I didn't hear it until we played the playback and I sent it over to him and he was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. But uh, you could very distinctively hear it on the playback. You could hear it right when I said that as I am. <laughs> so really? it, yeah, it's kind of amazing how that happens. Um, and it happens in the strangest times, um, which is even weirder, whether they want to reach out on radio, whether they want to reach out when you're at a location um, in fact, some of my best EVPs that I've ever gotten and my best proof that I've ever gotten so far was not when I was searching for it. It's when I was setting up equipment and already had cameras running because I run I run my cameras from the moment I'm on the road. Something is running. I record everything, whether it's important or not. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, something just out of the blues kind of say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, being a, a medium, I'm, I consider myself a spiritual medium, and we have spirits around us all the time, probably more so than most people. Everybody has spirits around them, everybody. Uh, but what, being a medium and dealing with paranormal, uh, you probably do too. 
uh, we have spirits around us. And one thing, the reason why they hang around us mediums is uh, they know they can have access to us and relay messages and stuff like this. And then when we're on a radio show, it's like going to the state fair for them. Uh, you know, all the electronic stuff and all that stuff, plus a medium being there, they're, they're happy as all get out. You know, they, they can really uh, work that stuff over. Uh, I don't know how many times we had voices come across the radio, uh, uh, waves. Uh, we had all kinds of things going on, you know. Uh, we would be in the middle of a, a radio show, and uh, all of a sudden a, a, a spirit would come up and sit down next to me and want to talk. And um, pretty much all you have to do is just let them talk. You know, I have to convey the message that they have. And uh, uh, that's just the way it is when you're a medium, you know. Well, yeah, I was explaining that to a lady earlier today that um, she she had talked about some of her special gifts and she just moved into an area. And I won't get into a lot of detail because um, she, I didn't get permission to share any of it. But I told her uh, it, it kind of works that way. You have to have this. You have to figure out this balance, so to speak, when when you really don't have anybody to mentor you and everybody sees things a little bit differently. Abilities manifest or change. Uh, according to most of the research ever done and the people I've ever talked to, you have to learn how to come up with that balance. Um, and I myself have a few gifts I don't talk about. Um, I don't. I won't call myself a medium. Uh, I won't call myself a reader. That, 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 that's not my gift. Unfortunately, my gift goes a little bit darker than that, which is why I don't share. And I walked away from it for many, many years. I'm glad enough now to not have it around me but i do know when the time comes if i walk into specific areas certain things will happen and certain things will show themselves and i'll see certain things and i'll know what's there um yeah. so so i can relate with that a little bit on my end i mean i don't i don't see ghosts even though i'm sure there's probably one in the room with me right now because i i tend to agree that you know these things travel all over the place that's just the way it is um yeah. But uh, it, it takes a unique balance of of learning when 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 something's there and when something's not. What what things want to say, why they want to say them. You know, it's it's it can't be easy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, spirits don't have any uh, borders. You know, uh, they don't have age. They don't care what lines they cross. You know, what they say is what they say. And when I'm reading a person, especially on the radio show, I have to be careful because sometimes they want to give out personal information that I can't give out on the air, you know, uh -huh. and they're kind of persistent at that, too. So <laughs> but anyway, well, sometimes they be kind of funny, but sometimes not, you know. But, uh, well, you know um, when you're on the other side, you don't, you don't know. And, and in return, sometimes people that you're reading they don't understand that either. So it's it's a fine line to, to toe because you, you can't share a lot of things. Um, even vulgar statements are, are cautious, except for when you're on digital radio. But there's a lot of personal stuff that you really can't share on open airwaves for everybody to hear. <laughs> well, I, I was reading this one guy. Uh, <laughs> his mother was talking to me and uh, uh, he was addicted to drugs, and she just wanted me to talk to him about that for a minute, you know, and I couldn't do it on the air. I just wow. couldn't do it, you know. I had to kind of change the sentences around and stuff like this and just tell him that she was with him and, you know, she was proud of uh, the accomplishments that uh, he had made lately and all that stuff. I just couldn't give the reading the way she wanted it done, but that's the way it is when you're on the air. Yeah, a lot of times uh, there's been uh, a few times I've called the station back or the person, uh, the co-host, and I've told them I finished the reading with them because then I could be a little bit more personal with them, you know. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> when you're on the air, you can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, I was I was born with these abilities. <coughs> so over the years, I have learned how to pretty much i have to have me time i have to be able to do things when i'm not being bothered by the spirits you know that's around me 
And I've created like a little door in my brain. And when that door is closed, uh, there's spirits that don't come in then. And like for these shows, I open that door and they know they're allowed to uh, come in and um, say things and ask for things and stuff like that. So, uh, But it took me years to develop that. I, I, I know some people who do not know that they're mediums. Uh, I had one uh, on a radio show one time. And uh, she was really upset. She was crying. She said, Alan, can you can you help me? And I said, well, what's wrong? And she says, well, I think I'm going crazy. And as I was talking to her, uh, she says, I've been to a psychiatrist and all they want to do is give me these drugs. And she said, I take these drugs and I feel like I'm dead. And I told her, I said, well, I, I said, do you? see people that's not there and see she said yes i do <coughs> i said do you hear voices and there's nobody around she said yes i do and i said well i'm going to tell you right now i believe you're a medium and i said i i believe that you have abilities and i i think you need to go find someone who is a medium and just talk to them and ask them how to deal with it and stuff like that. You know, by the time I got through talking to her, uh, she was all right. You know, she, she couldn't believe that what I told her was already helping her because she knew what was wrong with her. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. They, they don't know that they have abilities. And when they have that stuff coming on them, like voices and seeing people, seeing spirits, uh, they don't know how to handle it, you know, and uh, <laughs> I've had to deal with it pretty much my whole life. So I pretty much learned how to deal with it and how to um, keep them at bay and have, how to let them come in when I want them to and stuff like that. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that most people don't know that uh, you can actually find this. If you dig deep enough, it's been done several times, but Harvard University uh, along with several other major universities, actually did a physical study on the human uh, genome and humans individual, including interviews and neurological um, testing, EEGs, all kinds of amazing things. And what they found that most people don't realize is they deduced that virtually every human being has abilities in their mind that have not manifested and sometimes do manifest in different ways um, and uh, it's actually an amazing research project though they concentrated a lot on supernatural ability during emergency situations for instance if you uh, are in a car accident or a situation where you're technically not supposed to lift something that's let's say 400 pounds you may very well be able to lift it um oh. You know, situations like that, they did touch base on the fact that a percentage of those abilities go beyond telekinesis and psychic abilities and so forth to being able to see and hear things that other people can't, including thoughts all the way to what possibly comes from different dimensions, different areas, different spectrums of light and so forth, which is where technically a medium would fall in at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking about Barbara Patron uh, earlier. <coughs> I don't think she would mind if I tell you, but she was in a car accident, a very bad car accident, and she thought she was going to die. And uh, she said that she was in this car, and she was in the driver's seat. And uh, I guess the paramedics, the ambulance was on its way. Uh, but... Uh, she knew they weren't going to be able to get her out on the driver's side of the car because it was pretty well mangled. Uh, but she didn't know what, what to do about it because she was going in and out of consciousness and everything. All of a sudden, she said she, her body levitated. And it actually levitated and went over to the passenger side of the car where it, it, she was reseated again. And... She doesn't know how that was done. And I I kind of feel that that was done through her own ability, psychic ability, because 
uh, she does have abilities and, and stuff. But she told me that the uh, powers that she has now, the abilities that she has now to read people, came from that car accident mainly. And uh, and like I said, she's very good at it, and she's spot on. Um, you know, a lot of mediums need um, to be with the person that they're reading. And a lot of it is reading. They're reading body language and stuff like that. And that's how they come up with with uh, different things about, you know, uh, about the person it's themselves. But with Barbara, she does it over the telephone. And, and I'm telling you, she's right on on these things. And she's... <coughs> Uh, Somebody forgot to shut my phone off again. <laughs> Sorry Darn about it. that, listeners and Alan. It happens <laughs> from time to time, unfortunately. I got on some silly list, and now I'm getting so many telemarketing calls. It's ridiculous. Whole other story. <laughs> it's kind of funny that uh, you mentioned that because uh, I have a similar story a little bit. I got into a car accident when I was 17, no, 19 years old. And I'd had some unique experiences way before that and way after that. But what made it very unique in that one is this, uh, we were driving in a wagon, it turned over into a ditch that was physically impossible to open both doors. Uh, theoretically, I couldn't have gotten out of there. Somehow, during that process, not only did, which both doors, so that listeners understand, were actually concealed by mud when I hit because it's a, it's a ditch that's kind of a crick. So the whole thing went over top of it. There was water coming in, and I had a broken leg. I could physically look at the foot in my face while I was turned over with a seatbelt. Somehow during that process, I managed to look over to the door, and the window wasn't shattered yet. The window shatters, the door slightly opens, and the mud pushed away. Now, this is not a joke. I managed to release myself from a seatbelt and drag myself up the bank as my dog ran out the broken window and went and got help. This is actually a true story, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not. You could actually look it up in Morrow County and see the accident that happened under my name. Now, during that process, somebody found me. The emergency room came and got me. The EMTs came and got me. The fire department was there, and every one of them said, that should have been physically impossible. How did you get out of that car? My goodness. <laughs> really? So. So I do believe that in incidents, there are abilities that, that we don't know are there sometimes. And then they do manifest as they go during certain situations. If you actually look into the science and the research involved, sometimes, a lot of times that is because of a car accident, a uh, highly aggressive incident that has resulted in the situation. And somehow it triggers the brain to make you yeah. realize that those things that you may have seen from time to time, you may have experienced from time to time, but you kind of write them off or you think you're a little nuts or whatever happens, um, it, it just triggers it. And then, bam, there it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, well, you know, with me, it was a little bit different. Uh, 1982, my grandfather died. And in 83, I had an astral projection where I went and saw him where he was at. And uh, after that, I, I my abilities became stronger, and uh, I believe it's because of the uh, the process of that uh, projection and the things that I saw and heard in that projection. I after coming back uh, to where I was at before uh, each year. I've learned or received knowledge uh, that I know was from this astral projection that I didn't have before. It's almost like I knew I had it, but I didn't, you know, it's like it was there, almost like uh, holding a pencil in your hand, you know how to do it. Well, this knowledge is almost the same way. It, it's because I was there, I saw it, or somebody was telling me about it. And the only thing is, it didn't come to me all of a sudden when I came back. I was getting bits and pieces of it along the way ever since 1983. And uh, here it is, uh, 2019, and I'm still getting things like that. And my abilities are becoming stronger each time. You know, I started writing my books in 2015, 
Uh, my first book was uh, Through the Veil and Back. And that's where I went and saw my grandfather. And uh, I consider myself then as a passive medium. And a passive medium cannot uh, go out and call upon a spirit or channel a spirit. A spirit can come to them and relay a message to somebody if that somebody's there at the same time the spirit is, you know. And that's what I was considered, and that's what I considered myself. But now I consider myself a spiritual medium. I can actually uh, <coughs> channel, uh, you know, uh, spirits I can, or people. Uh, I can give readings. I do give readings over the telephone. Uh, uh, it's a lot better, uh, a lot uh, stronger now, I should say. And uh, I'm able to do that now. Uh, I've gained knowledge as to what's on the other side, what to expect when you die, uh, what happens when you die, your spirit leaves your body. I, I know what happens to it. Uh, I've been there, done that. And uh, uh, I came back. I, I saw my own death. I freaked my wife out because... <laughs> This one radio host, I was telling him I was in the hospital room. I went up through the ceiling of the, of the hospital, up through the roof, and I could see the lights of the city. And the radio host says, um, could you recognize a city? Well, at the time, I was living in Phoenix, and I thought, no. At, then I could not recognize the city. But now I can. I, I've moved to Utah. I, I live in Cedar, Cedar City, Utah. And it's a smaller town. I could actually I remember it. And I told him, I said, yes, it's where I live right now. And my wife started freaking out because I, I never told her that before. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of strange things out there. You know, and your mind is able to um, do a lot of things if you just let it. Um, if you open your mind, uh, kind of take in everything that you can. Uh, take in meditation, take in uh, all kinds of stuff, and you'll be surprised what you could even do just by doing meditation each day. Uh, uh, I, I try to do it. I'm not really good. I'm, I try to do it, but you know, I try to do, do. I try to get rid of negative thoughts. One of the biggest things people have to learn how to do is do away with negative thoughts. If they can get rid of most of the negativity in their lives, they will see a change in their life, a physical change in their life that they'll be able to uh, say, whoa, you know, I wasn't like this a month ago. Within a month, you could see a change. And while I was there with my grandfather, they never told me what church I went to or asked me what church I went to or what religion I was. They weren't very, really interested in that. They, they, they were more interested in love. They wanted to know if I loved my family and if I loved my next door neighbor. They wanted to know if I loved the, uh, uh, the earth and the world, of the people of the world. And that's what they were. Uh, and I think... If you got rid of the negativity and put more love in your life, you would probably end up in a very good place at the end of your life. Uh, I know this for a fact. But anyway, I kind of got off subject then. <laughs> you let me go and I'll, I'll run the whole show. <laughs> well, that's perfectly fine. It's actually pretty interesting. In fact, you bring up some fairly interesting and valid points. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a bit of a cough tonight. Really. Um, the only people that the only things that know what's coming in the afterlife are those that are in the afterlife. Uh, <laughs> um, exactly. And uh, oh, I mean, been there like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 the the other links to dimensions. Another thing that um, and I get very scientific. I'm Alan. You know this. Some listeners. So if you're just tuning in and you don't know anything about paranormal truth and reality, you're going to learn a lot of my stuff is from research and science and so forth. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, one of the uh, theories, really, um, 
is that uh, we travel alongside many, many dimensions, time, space, all of these things that uh, we comprehend are definitions that we put together so that we can understand them. But they all travel in the same motion in different lengths, sometimes interact and so forth. So the closer we get to one of these, theoretically, in science, the math adds up that you could travel there for brief periods in time or interact with it in brief periods in time. So it's plausible, very plausible, that uh, that you've been where other people haven't. <laughs> A lot of it has to do with vibrations, from what I understand. <laughs> you know? If you could change your vibration, you could probably get in sync with one of those different dimensions. What am I trying to say? The uh, another level, you know, uh, and I think that's where I was at. I, I like I said, I uh, recognize uh, nine levels. I call them heaven. I call it heaven, uh, but actually, it's uh, nine levels of a really good place, and each level is better than the last level. I also went. To hell and an astral projection a couple of years ago, and uh, that too had levels in it. I saw at least three levels there, and but it's the same way. Uh, those people that in that place that I call hell uh, is there because I think they had a lot of negativity in them, a lot of hatred and a lot of anger. And it caused them to do things like maybe murder and rape and whatever else. And that's the reason why they're there. Um, if, like I said, if we could just change our uh, the way we think about things, maybe you can take a negative thing and turn it around to where it might be somewhat positive and put a spin on it. Um, I think what you do in doing that is you do change the vibration, your vibration, and it kind of uh, helps you to achieve uh, better things and to have a better life. And a lot of times it doesn't really take that much of an effort. Um, if a husband and wife are having problems and they could come to the middle and start having more love in their life and uh, more um, good vibrations, so to speak. The beach, that's what the Beach Boys said. Uh, you could better your not only your home life, but uh, your work life, uh, everything in the process. Um, but anyway, that's that's the way I, I'm preaching now, but that's the way I feel. <laughs> no, no, I'm... You know, for me, uh, I think it's fascinating. I, I can't really say it's from a uh, metaphysical point of view and meditation and so forth, though I can tell you from the meditation I learned from the Native American Indians and how they taught me to open up in nature, it does open up your ears, your eyes, your thoughts. You start to see colors differently. You start to hear yeah. things most people don't hear. You start to realize that, that, uh, and I'm a firm believer in this, even in the scientific end of things, that in one way, shape, or form, everything is connected. Yeah. Um, and those connections can be seen, heard, and felt if you open up your mind a little bit to that, because in turn, you're connected to those just like they're connected to you. It's a, a never-ending circle of yeah. connection, whether it be vibrations, whether it be light energy, whether it be all of this is connected, which is what makes the system unique um and uh, i think a lot of people don't they don't put thought into that they don't take the time to smell the roses so to speak um okay. you know we're wrapped up every day into working and we're wrapped up every day into our everyday lives and the tragedies and the worries of what's coming next what's being taken away what we have to do that we don't take enough time to realize that in the end None of that matters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do you got to take with you? Yeah. The only thing you're going to be able to take with you is that love you have for your family <laughs> and, and stuff like that. 
and you can take hatred with you too. I'm here to tell you that you do take that stuff with you uh, after you die. Uh, you know, people seem to think, especially people who commit suicide, they they seem to think that if they kill themselves, that's going to change everything on the other side, but it doesn't. You just take all that stuff with you, and then you have to take care of it over there, too. So uh, it doesn't help. Uh, we, as a human beings, have to learn how to deal with problems and bring more positive things into our lives, whatever that might be. Uh, we need to be happier uh, as a as a nation, uh, as a family unit, uh, we have to do these things in order to better ourselves and to uh, better our family and whatever, and to better our nation. Uh, I feel very strongly about this. I, uh, you know, the uh, American Indians feel that uh, the world, the earth has a spirit. And I'm in perfect agreement with this. In fact, that's what I was told. Uh, the earth does have a spirit. Um, every living thing on earth has a spirit. And having a spirit like that, it also has a lifespan. We have lifespans. The animal world has lifespans. And so does the earth. And at some point, the earth. Earth's lifespan is going to be running out, and uh, uh, we will be, I don't know, from that point on. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't able to see that part of it. I just know that the Earth will come to an end of its life cycle, and then it will be somewhere else. And I don't know whether we will still be on the Earth at that time or whether we will be someplace else. I, I don't know. I wasn't showing that part. But uh, anyway, I, I'm with the American Indians on uh, believing that the earth has a spirit. And if that's true, if the earth is a living thing, then we as human beings should take care of the earth. Uh, everything that we do uh, to desecrate the earth is um, helping with that process of killing it. I'm a firm believer of it. You might think I'm crazy, but uh, it, I, I know what I'm talking about is true. Um, <laughs> I hope you're in, in, in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, um, it makes, from a standpoint of somebody that, um, I guess, in order to, to say, yeah, it makes sense a lot of times, um, I should share a little bit of, my background, which in addition is a reversal from what most listeners actually hear on Paranormal Truth and Reality. But a part of what I was explaining earlier is the fact that I know that when I walk into specific areas, there, there are claims all the time of evil presences, demons, blah, 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 blah. Now, we know reality is that 99.9% .9 of the time, that's not the case. Um, that there are other things that can logically explain the whole situation. However, unfortunately, I have learned through the years and with my little opening and so forth that, and I stand by this, anybody can take me to the test, by the way, if you choose to. If you honestly think something evil, bad, you want to call it a demon, whatever it is, is in a home, in a building, in whatever it is, take me there. If it shows up, you're right because I have never failed. It's almost as if these things understand that I know they exist. And when I know they exist, they react adversely to that. They don't want me there. They don't want me around. They will show you they exist. They will try to put, us, put that border up and, and tell people, boo, I'm here. You go away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know those things, they know your name before you even get there. They they know you're coming. Mm -hmm. uh, how they do that, I, I don't know, but they do know. Uh, if uh, a lot of times a ghost hunter, when they go into a haunted place like that, uh, uh, 
the ghost uh, calls out their name, uh, they hear their name. Where where did that come from? Where, where did they learn it? Uh, uh, so they have to be around you at some point before you went to that location in order well, to find out what your name was, it seems like. The same thing concurs for those things that are beyond ghosts, just so that everybody's aware. Um, the the good side and the evil side. Now, everybody has their own opinions on it. I'm not going to get into a religious belief. I think everybody should encourage those beliefs individually. And if that's what makes you believe, great. But the reality of, of, of it is there is some sort of balance in war that goes on. And in that process, these things know and understand specific people can see, feel, or hear certain things. Um, and they are aware of that. Sometimes yeah. they're aware of that before you even go there. And they're there warning you, helping you, uh, whatever it is, um, before you get there. As stupid and silly and crazy as that sounds, sometimes they know you're coming and maybe you're supposed to be there in the first place. That The other half has said, okay, this is where you're going. Uh, whatever it is, I can't explain it. I can tell you it's there. I can tell you what I personally have experienced, what I personally call my dark gift that I don't like to utilize and avoid at all costs. <laughs> um, but uh, as crazy as it sounds these things are aware of everything that goes on and they play a little bit of a different battle than people assume or see on TV it's not like you see on TV it doesn't happen that way 99.9% .9 of the time um, yeah. it's totally different <laughs> yeah could I uh, tell you a little story <laughs> sure I, uh, I received uh Word the uh, uh, was about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, uh, that my best friend, he was actually uh, my best man at our wedding, my wife and I's wedding, uh, when we got married uh, 10 years ago. But I've I, I known him since uh, uh, I was in second grade in, in grade school. And so it's a very long time I've known this uh, guy, you know. We used to do things in high school and all the whole nine yards, you know. And uh, I found out that he was dying from cancer. In fact, he had a short time to live. So uh, I, the reason why I found out is because his wife's spirit came to me and told me. And I thought they were both dead. Uh, and I thought they were in a car accident. And I was really upset or something because I couldn't figure out why they were both dead. Well, come to find out his wife had died uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, she came to me. Uh, and that's the reason why I got a hold of him. And, and I found out that he was dying also. Um, but anyway, I told him. I I said, Ted, your uh, wife came to me, and he said she did. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, I'm I'm a medium, and I said, uh, uh, she told me that to tell you that she loves you, and that she will be waiting for you when you cross over. And you know, he was crying, I was crying. You know, uh, we thought everything was well and good. The only thing is, after I hung up. He uh, called up somebody from his church or something, I don't know, and they told him that I was worship the devil, that anybody that messes with spirits is from, is from uh, Satan, comes from Satan. And uh, uh, he said that, that I messed with demons. And uh, I couldn't believe it. And he told me, he says, uh, I, I cannot uh, talk to you any longer and that was basically it he uh, he didn't want me to contact him anymore or nothing um, and I couldn't explain to him that what I do is not evil uh, when somebody comes to me like his wife and spirit and tells me things uh, that doesn't come from the devil it surely doesn't uh, I 
I go through quite a bit to try to keep evil spirits and evil things out of what I do. That's one reason why I have a little door in my brain. I can, uh, you know, kind of be a, a guard at that door, and I don't let things that's evil in. And once in a while, something, you know, slips in, and then I have to do a purge and a cleanse and get it out of me and away from me. But uh, what I do is not evil. Nothing about what I do is evil. I'm a healer. Uh, I don't think me healing somebody comes from the devil. Uh, everything I do. Uh, well, I'm, that's another misassumption that was brought on by early religious history. A lot of times with early religious history and misquoting particular situations. For instance, the Catholic Church at one point with a lot of different situations did say that we don't encourage. Now, this is the statement so listeners understand. We don't encourage reaching out to those things you do not understand because you never know what might in return respond. This means that what we believe is a demon could, in fact, be something that contacts you. Therefore, if you believe in God and angels, you remove yourself from that temptation. Yeah. They did not in any way say that doing so was evil. In fact, if you actually look into religious history, you will find that the more gifted people did speak to what they believed were angels on a regular basis. They yeah. did, in fact, have abilities that other people did not have. I mean, somebody did, with the help of God, part the Red Sea is one example. Um, so it's a misassumption that gifts are given for evil purposes and that reaching out is for those purposes. In fact, I can assure listeners out there that the Catholic Church is open for certain people to use those gifts from time to time to their advantage. Yes. As one as one major example. So it's not necessarily evil. That's something that was implanted in early religion before more people were open to understand that, you know, whether you believe in God and the devil, whether you believe in good and evil, whatever you believe, if there truly is a balance, if there truly is a war, if there truly is things there, then guess who gets caught in the middle? <laughs> the mediums. <laughs> people. And as such, and as such, both sides will utilize that to their advantage. Um, you just have to know what side you're on, yeah, and be comfortable with that. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like I told him, I was born this way. I was born with these abilities, and there must have been a reason for it. And I use my ab abilities to help people. I heal people. I I communicate with people's relatives that's passed over. Uh, when I read somebody, I, I I do that by contacting a relative that probably has passed over. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, my wife and I w went to this art gallery, and there was this young lady in it, and uh, she she wanted to to meet me. Uh, last time we were there, uh, she wasn't there, but anyway, in the course of the conversation. Uh, I asked her, I said, are you a medium? Because the way she was talking and stuff, uh, she, uh, uh, I kind of got a feeling that she was. And she said, well, she considered herself a medium. And uh, she wanted me to give her a reading. And I really don't like to give readings to mediums. It's a little bit harder for me for some reason. I don't know why. And I think it's because mediums kind of protect themselves, you know, a little bit. and. Uh, maybe that's the reason. But anyway, uh, I had a lady that presented herself to me as her aunt or like an aunt on her mother's side. And so I was asking her about that. And she said, no, I, I have aunts, but they're still alive. And well, in the course of the conversation, it was her sister and her sister was an older sister and she was a, quite a bit older than she was. And that's where I got the ant vibe from. But I I was telling her, you know, about how they played with bicycles and stuff when they were kids and, you know, stuff like that. 
and uh and then i told her i uh, i said your sister wants me to tell you that she loves you very much uh she wants me to tell you that uh, uh she um is around you all the time and she said well yes i do feel her around you me and i said do you speak to her and she said well yes i do and i said well that's what she's telling me that you talk to her and i said that's a good thing to do uh continue talking to her and i said uh she also is in your dreams often and she said yes she is but she says more in a like uh she'll sit and think about her like in a daydream or something like that but anyway uh by the time i was through uh reading her it was the same way uh, uh she was you know she had tears in her eyes and everything and that's a good thing if somebody can communicate with a, a loved one that that has passed it, it's a good thing and uh um uh, I, I think God has us mediums for a purpose. Uh, we do things uh, uh, for people. And um, I <laughs> I just feel so sorry for my friend. He's so mixed up, you know. Um, I got the feeling when I went to see my grandfather that religion is okay as long as it is used for that purpose of love if it's used for that purpose of love then it's okay and they don't care you know what religion you're a part of but if you know if they start saying or doing something that you know uh that's out of that realm of love then it becomes smoke and mirrors and uh uh, I just felt so sorry for him. I've known him since, well, for 63 years I've known him. Now all of a sudden I'm an enemy to him. That <laughs> just really hurt me bad. But anyway, <laughs> so, so is life. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's a lot of misassumption in the world these days. and Mediums get a lot of it because your nature is scientifically unexplainable though science has dove into it and science has explained some of it people look a lot at the early days and in the early days a lot of hoodoo so to speak yeah. um would happen for instance you know when you're living in the years of depression and your migrant that came over or even a person that came over it was very very common to have unusual circuses that had strange things in them you would do readings you would you would cater to people that were curious about the other side, but were you really actually doing special gifts? The answer to that, listeners, is 99.99% of the time, no. There were techniques in ectoplasm. There were techniques in reading people under a spherical globe. There were yeah. even techniques, though I love card readers and mediums that use them, there were even techniques that were handed down to reading the cards that were all the same things that believe it or not, I was taught in Las Vegas called mentalism. Yeah. Um, uh, all of yeah. those things you can do. If I sit in front of you as an example and you want to hear something from a loved one um, and I have good ability as a mentalist, I will read your reactions. I will read everything about you. I will look at your clothing. I will know what colors are very distinctive and randomly used and most people like. I will know simple words. I will know the basic names. The most common names out there, guys, are very easy. Chris, Bob, Joe, Jim. Uh, I can name female ones. These are all things that you're taught to do. In return, in group readings, it's very easy to isolate that. Now, we've seen that from time to time throughout television, believe it or not, even though they're wonderful people, and I do know a couple of them that have been on TV and took a lot of hits in the end for it. Great people. Um, in fact, one of them is an excellent gentleman, went to the same mentalism school that I went to, and he does have some unique gifts, whether they're truly mediumship or not. Um, and it's very talented to do so. But real mediums, yourself, Lori Johnson, and so forth. And trust me, Lori is a real medium. She has explained things that I cannot scientifically yeah. break down. 
I simply can't, um, are out there. You know, it's like anything else. So the skepticism comes from those that took the quick route for money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's happened a lot throughout the years. I like to use Ouija boards as an example of that because I've done over 2,000 tests on Ouija boards, and I can tell you right now, it's not the Ouija board that causes the problem. <laughs> it's the people that use them. <laughs> it's, it's the people that use them, the intense, the intense in using it, and what you want to see. Yeah. Um, just like any tool. It's no different than what I do when I go out in the field with a recorder, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going out and asking the same questions. I'm going yeah. out and looking for the same things. I don't even need a recorder or a Ouija board to do that. I can sit in my own room and ask those questions. And here's the reality of it. If there's something out there that wants to bite, it might just bite. If there's something out there that wants to communicate, it might just communicate. If there's nothing out there, well, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I dabbled a little bit with um, Ouija boards way back when I was younger. But and one thing I found out about them is if they know... Um, uh, say you ask them how many kids you have. Of course, you know how many kids you have. Uh, it will tell you that because you know that. Um, but if you start asking them things that you don't know, like, am I going to get a promotion at work? Um, sometimes they just lie through their teeth. <laughs> just, uh, uh, they don't know that. How can they tell the, um, future um i found that spirits uh they they don't know the future any more than i know the future so it's kind of hard for them to tell the future about somebody else now they can they could like with me i'll have a so by ask me if they are gonna uh, meet their boyfriend or girlfriend in the new york future and they're uh dead uh Reality will tell me approximately yes, and, and you know, uh, but um, that's about as far as it goes. You know, I, they they just don't know the future that much more than what you do, and uh, that's well, all. Well, there know. are times and places where that hits in with deja vu and people that have yeah. witnessed things. For instance, that accident I mentioned to you. Believe it or not. I had a dream consistently for 10 years of that accident, and it played out exactly the way the dream was. Um, but what is that in reality? Are we truly physically seeing our future in a situation like that? Well, the answer could be yes. But are we seeing it because of um, what we think? The answer is probably no. If truly time and space is relative to what we just want to explain it, and in reality, things are all traveling at the exact same time, it is plausible for a brief period in time as one of those gifts or even an accident for the brain to physically tap into those situations and yeah. just be another specific gift. And I think a lot of times that's what deja vu is when you get past the scientific term. Uh, you see things, and then all of a sudden, you know, in that moment, you know, it's happened. Well, that means that odds are you physically actually saw that at one point. For some reason, you've tapped into that little area. It's already happened because everything flows in a new motion and you were just tapping into it seconds before it happened or minutes before it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, I don't believe they can really read another person. I think that um, unless you're extremely gifted, uh, it, it's really hard to do so. In fact, most mediums that I know, except for a handful, and perhaps one of those handful would be yourself, uh, because of the other gifts that they've tapped into. And this is where speaking to Lori was very fascinating because she's one person that affirms this a little bit. Um, you can't really go on Facebook and pick up an image, guys, and, and say, okay, I can read your life. It doesn't quite work that way. Um, but you can use other abilities. For instance, a part of Lori's ability that fascinates me that she showed me and I didn't believe at first is the term remote viewing. Yeah. Um, and she can pick up. See, a lot of times what people don't realize in our closing thoughts is mediums can pick up on feelings, emotions, past thoughts, the things in the back of your head. They pick up on a lot of things because of different abilities that they've learned to control. 
that perhaps maybe everybody's brain can do. It's just certain people have learned to tap it where others haven't. Um, and as such, they learn how to do this. So some of them can communicate with the other side. Some of them also can read your thoughts. You want to know something in the back of your head. Something's happened in your life, whether it be a loved one you lost, whether it be something else. You really kept that in the back of your head. And a medium can pick up on that. And that's actually been tested, ladies and gentlemen, by mediums doing it over the phone with many people in a room and being in the room with many people. They'll pick up on specific things while reading a person. But did they pick up on that person's situation? The answer is no. They picked up on the other person's situation, which is right beside them. A lot of times that's in the healing situation. You may know somebody has arthritis and you're assuming it's the person you read, but it turns out to be the person right beside them because you're picking up on that situation while you're reading the other person in the room, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I can pick up on somebody. Well, I was reading this one gentleman once on, uh, well, on Barbara's show. I was a guest at that time. I was not a, a co-host. And uh, he he said he wanted to know if I could help him. I said, sure. And, and uh, uh, I told him, I said, well, I'm picking up that um, you have um, lung problems. I said, is that true? And he says, um, no, I don't have lung problems. And then about Three sentences later, he says, I've got some inhalers, and <laughs> so, well, that's lung problems. If you have to use inhalers, then you're having a lung problem. But, yeah, uh, you know, I I told him almost his whole, uh, you know, when I was done reading him, our bedroom here, I, I do all the radio shows in the bedroom here. My wife is usually with me. The whole bedroom was full of his relatives, the spirits of his relatives, uh, his uh, wife who had passed was there. Uh, his two uncles was there who was in the Vietnam War. Uh, his uh, younger brother was there. Uh, all these people showed up and they were giving him love and support. And I told him that he should tap into that. That's energy. You know, when your, your whole family that's passed is around you all the time, that's energy you can tap into just by, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of meditation each day and, and talking like he should be talking to his wife because she said that she would help him. And uh, uh, <laughs> and by the time I was done, uh, like I said, our whole, our whole bedroom was full of spirits. But, you know, once the guy left and hung up the phone or whatever he did, the, the bedroom emptied out quite rapidly but it's kind of you know my wife and i uh she's a medium also and she she can actually see the spirits as they come in uh, you know when i'm reading somebody so uh, once in a while I'll, I'll be talking like to you to a host or something and i'll look over at her and i said did you see that and she said yeah i saw there's some little old man come in you know it must have been the grandfather or something you know well it's been Fascinating. I, I know that we're on our last couple of minutes. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Alan Wright. Um, here in a minute or so, Alan, I'm going to let you actually talk about where to find your book. I'll put the links up. We didn't get a chance to do the advertising, but you will see it on my Facebook page, my surrounding pages, and on the website. Um, you've been listening to BBS Radio. BBS Radio is coming back, but they will be one of the largest digital radio stations this year, once again, on iHeart and many other locations, so I encourage you to tune in. If you're looking for the best in podcast and radio, make sure you go with BBS. Donald is a very wonderful person, and I could use your support. Um, tune in here in the next couple of weeks for a lot of amazing guests that are going to be on. I've got some authors and a lot of other outstanding things. Alan, in closing here real quick, let's talk about where they can find your book. Uh I, all my books are sold on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com and uh, run my name, Alan Wright, at, on the search, and you, you'll come to my books. Uh, I've got six of them published right now. Uh, the one that I was supposed to be uh, talking about today, which I didn't talk about much, <laughs> it's uh, You're on the Air. And this one I'm quite close to because. It's about the spirits and stuff that came to me while I was on radio shows last year in 2018. 
and I just tell stories about each one of those uh, uh, things uh, that happen. Uh, it's a good book. Uh, it's put together well, and I think you would probably enjoy it. I, I hope you enjoyed your copy of what you read so far. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> but, very uh, fascinating. I encourage everybody to take a look at Alan's books there on Amazon. Read every one of them. He's a fascinating man. He's got some wonderful literature. I've read several now, though, and I, I quite enjoy them so far. Well, that's the closing of the show. I'm going to end this real quick the same way I end every show. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, in the paranormal, as you're learning today. Truth should always be that reality. And those perspectives are always different depending on each individual person that you speak to. So though we can be logical and we can deduce a lot of things and we can think about a lot of things, make sure you keep your mind open because it can be very, very fascinating. I hope you enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week.